What if I told you I can give you one simple action you can take to change any meeting you attend from bad to exceptional? Just by doing one thing. You can take a meeting with all the annoying traits of a bad meeting. You know those characteristics. Long-winded discussions, no clarity, no action items, no alignment on decisions. You can take a meeting like that to one that actually has a positive impact on your company. A big impact. Would you do it? If you're like most people, you probably won't. But if you're willing to step into a role that others avoid, you can make a huge difference in the meetings you attend and on the lives of the people in the meetings with you. I'll explain what I mean in this week's episode of Connect, Mobilize, Deliver. Welcome to the Connect, Mobilize, Deliver podcast, where it's all about connecting people, mobilizing them for action, and delivering results. In each episode, we'll talk about how you can boost your career by mastering fundamental career skills so you can lead with kindness and confidence. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Greg Herod. Welcome to another episode of Connect, Mobilize, Deliver. Thanks so much for joining me today. We're going to talk about meetings again today, one of my favorite topics. And I'm sure you attend a lot of meetings. I know I do. And I have a question for you. Would you like to have more power to lead the meetings, the meetings that you attend, not the ones where you're actually the leader, but the ones you're just participating in? There's one simple thing you can do to make this happen. But here's the bad news. You're probably not going to like it, at least not until you listen to this episode, I hope then I think you might just change your mind. Because we've been in bad meetings. We all have. It may be in person, it may be on the phone, it may be a video conference, a video call, but I'm sure you've been in bad meetings. And there's probably a million reasons that you might describe a meeting as bad. I'm sure you have a long list. And on top of that list is probably something like, you talk and you talk, conversation seems to drift all over the place, And then it starts to sound just like the discussion you had last week in the same meeting. And then the meeting time's up. Everybody runs off to their next commitment. And then the next week, you have the exact same meeting over again. Is that a bad meeting? Does that sound familiar? It does to me. I've I've been in more than my share of meetings like that. So what can you do to stop that waste of time? Not just your time, but your team's time. And how can you avoid that frustration that necessarily goes along with it? Here's what I recommend. And as I said before, you may not like what I suggest. So what's the secret to leading a meeting when you're not the meeting leader? Here it is. Volunteer to take notes. See what I mean? That you might not like it? Almost no one likes to be the scribe for a meeting, let alone a conference call. And why is that? Well, for starters, you have to pay attention, and not just occasionally, but during the entire meeting. And who wants to do that? And on top of that, you have to make sure you understand what was said, so then you can translate all those words that are spoken out into the air. You've got to be able to capture that and put it into a clear, concise record of the discussion. And don't forget the gender dynamics that can be involved, too. The pattern of automatically assigning a woman to take notes during a meeting because of gender, gender bias really, it's still far too common in the workplace. 
And I know this can cause some women to see the role as unimportant and demeaning almost. And as a result, they resist volunteering for the task. And I don't fully understand all those dynamics. I'm not a woman. I haven't experienced that. But from what people have told me, what coworkers have shared, that's a real dynamic that needs to be taken into account. There are other aspects, though, that I do get. Being the note taker is not a role that many team members will volunteer for. And in fact, most meetings, no one takes notes. The meeting leader doesn't ask or assign anyone to do it. And then, as I said, no one volunteers, so no notes get taken. Nothing's written down during or after the meeting, except maybe your doodles on your notepad, if you're like me. But how does that typically turn out when you have a meeting without a note taker? Well, you can definitely generate results, but typically they're negative results. And here are a few that I can think of, and I'm sure you can add more to the list based on your experience of being in meetings when no one's writing anything down. One result is another meeting. When nothing's recorded from a meeting, the odds are pretty good that you're going to have another meeting to discuss the same things. And then when you have somebody who wasn't present at the first meeting, and then some who were present, you've got to repeat everything. So you take the first meeting you've had, you repeat what you had in a second meeting, and then you do it all over again with a lot of talking. You've probably been in that meeting. I know I have. And the chances are pretty good that no one's taking notes in this second meeting. So then you have another follow-up meeting, and this endless cycle of frustration continues. You just have meeting after meeting with no one taking notes. For me, and possibly for you, Meetings where great ideas are discussed but never recorded are really frustrating too. And they're frustrating because great ideas are captured in conversations. That's the only place. And then they just kind of evaporate over time. They sort of drift away without actually being converted into actions, into any meaningful results. They're really great ideas and people talk about them and talk about them, but nothing happens. And that's frustrating to me. Or an even more frustrating scenario happens, an idea is shared, and it seems really good at the time, maybe even great. But in reality, it isn't. It's easy to talk and talk. And then the more you talk and the more people contribute, you make something sound really positive. And it sounds great, but it's only when someone puts those spoken words down into print or onto a keyboard That's when the flaws in the argument are revealed. And then you start really dissecting it. You start thinking about it. And then the true merit of the idea is seen. And there may be no merit to the idea. It may be a really bad idea that all the talking during a meeting made it seem like it was a great path to pursue. In reality, it wasn't. And only by writing the information down, by the the writing process itself, caused you or whoever actually wrote it down to recognize what seemed like a great idea wasn't great at all. Another result of meetings without a note taker is confusion. When a written record of a meeting is not created, the only documentation are the memories of the participants. And pretty often, those memories don't match. So you've got this confusion when one person, after the fact, of course, remembers a decision or an assigned task differently than another person. So you have another meeting to try to clear that up, to explain, well, I thought, I thought we decided this, or, or didn't we decide that? 
I don't know. Well, we're going to have to get together to discuss this. Or maybe that famous phrase, we need to take this offline, which is code word for we probably won't ever discuss it again. So you've got confusion. You got frustration. It really doesn't have to be that way. I've experienced all those negative results of a meeting without a note taker, and you probably have too. So if there's only a way to replace all those negative results with positive results, wouldn't that be great? Well, there is, but it is a solution we typically resist. So how can we make a bad meeting better? Well, we can be the note taker. Anyone can do this job if they're willing. It doesn't take special skills or unique talents, but it can have a big impact. Think for just a minute about this opportunity. You can lead your team by serving them in this role of note taker. And it's a perfect example of leading even when you're not the formal official leader. We can be the one who delivers positive results from what would otherwise be a total waste of our team's time. I realize it's natural to resist volunteering for that task, that task of recording the notes during a meeting. So let's talk through some of the benefits to help you and remind me to overcome that hesitancy. So let's look at some of the positive benefits to being the meeting scribe or note taker. And they're benefits not just for our team, which is great, but they're benefits for us personally as well. I like to think of it in terms of the power. It's almost a hidden power that the note taker has. You've heard of the power of the pen. This is the power of the keyboard, I guess. But there's a tremendous power to indirectly lead the meeting. And you can strongly influence your team and your organization. What I've found is sometimes the meeting leader, the formal meeting leader, may not be up to the task. That's when you can step in, in a role like the note taker, and help him or her out. And therefore, help your organization out, your business, and your team. There's a lot of power, as I said, so let's talk about this. The first power is the power to stay engaged. I'll just start with the obvious. If you're the note taker, you need to be engaged during the entire meeting. And while it may seem attractive, as I said earlier, to zone out, you know, play on your phone during the boring sections of a meeting, wouldn't you much rather be actively engaged in the conversation with the discussion? Wouldn't you really prefer to turn a bad meeting into an exceptional meeting instead of scrolling through social media and trying to stay awake? I've been there. If it's on a video conference, sometimes mute your video, mute your audio, and then just wait till the meeting's over. That's no way to live. That's no way to have a career. It's much better to step in and exercise that power of staying engaged that the note taker has. So that's a personal benefit. You can stay engaged during the meeting through being the note taker. The power to stay engaged. The next power held by the note taker in a meeting is the power to interrupt. Have you ever been in a meeting and you wanted to ask a clarifying question or maybe actually stop and maybe challenge someone a little bit or stop someone from rambling, but you didn't really feel like it was your place? Well, as the designated note taker for the meeting, you're actually authorized to stop the meeting at your discretion so you can do your job effectively. Who has that power besides the meeting leader? The power to to interrupt anyone at any time during a meeting. Well, the note taker does. So by volunteering, you've gained a personal power that you didn't have before. 
And here's a statement that works well for me. Try something like this. Hey, I apologize for interrupting here, but I need to ask a quick question just to make sure I get this right in the notes. It's amazing how people will stop and rethink what they were saying before they have you actually write it down. So if you hear someone who's kind of rambling, not really getting to the point, you don't think they're quite as clear on what they're saying as they should be, that's a great thing to say. Just stop for a second. Hey, I really want to make sure I understand. This sounds like a great idea. Let me make sure I get it in the notes correctly. Would you please elaborate and give me a second to write this down? You'll find that they'll stop their train of conversation. They'll pause. They'll think about it. And then they'll consider what they actually want written down in the meeting notes. Tremendous power. So the power to interrupt. The next power that you possess as the meeting note taker is the power to bring clarity. I've been in more meetings than I can count where something was said and it just didn't make sense to me. And I found out later it didn't make sense to anyone else either. But that was usually after the meeting, after someone had gone on and on and sort of gone around in circles and everybody's sort of like, I don't even know what you're trying to say here. Well, as a note taker, you can stop that confusing talk. When you hear it, you can just stop. As I said, you have the power to interrupt as the note taker, and you can ask for clarity. And that clarity will benefit the entire team. You can just ask a statement something like this. Hey, would you please clarify the last statement for me, please? I didn't understand it well enough to accurately record what you said. That statement alone will introduce clarity It might cause someone else who's in the meeting to say, yeah, I didn't get that either. Can you elaborate on that point? And soon you'll find that this vague sort of wandering, not really that useful description or conversation of an idea gains clarity. It gains focus. And through the power that you have to bring clarity, you as the note taker actually turned what was vague and ambiguous into very clear action that will benefit the entire organization. As the note taker, you also have the power to ensure alignment. During most meetings, things are said and the participants assume that everyone else is in agreement. But this isn't always true in my experience. So when taking notes, you can ensure alignment with some simple questions like, I noted what Judith said here, but can I also record that everyone else was in agreement? Does anyone disagree or have a different position? If so, I want to make sure I write that down. Otherwise, I'll say that we were had a consensus here on this decision. That invitation will also cause people to really think about whether they're in an agreement or not. You're going to write down that this entire group, and of course, you have a participant list and you're keeping track as the note taker of who is in the meeting. You can have a record that these five people at this point in time during this meeting agreed on this statement. As you read it back, People may say, hey, hang on a second. I'm not sure I want my name associated with that. They might not say that out loud, but they may say, I think I have a question or two. Let's get back to this. Let's talk about this further. Let's really probe and make sure that we all understand and are truly in alignment with what's being said here. So as the meeting note taker, you have the power to ensure alignment. And that's a big impact on a company, on an organization and the morale and motivation of the people involved. As the meeting note taker, you also have the power to document decisions. I described that earlier. We talked about conflicting memories of what was decided during a meeting. 
where no notes are taken? Well, the note taker has the power to capture decisions so this doesn't happen. You can use a statement like this to not only document a decision that's being made, but also to make sure decisions are being made in a meeting. I use this one a lot. I think I just heard a decision in what we discussed. Did we actually decide on that? And if we did, would someone please repeat it to me? I'll record it as a decision in the notes. When I take notes in a meeting, I will use, for instance, bold, typeface, or highlight to record actions and decisions in my notes. A decision is just as important as an action item, in my opinion, because too many times people think they make decisions and they aren't actually decisions. But when you state the obvious, I think we heard a decision here. I think we made a decision here. I'm going to record it as a decision. People will then commit and they'll be aligned around we are making a decision at this point in time. And then when you come back to that in a future meeting, it's easy to bring up the meeting notes and look at it and say, hey, we decided on this last week or two weeks ago. That saves a lot of time and people will really thank you for that. They'll also thank you for another power that you have as a meeting note taker, and that's the power to drive action. Meetings that don't result in actions typically aren't very useful. Now, the purpose may be just to have a discussion, but typically you want some action and delivery of results to come out of any meeting that you have. So as the note taker, you can make every meeting you're in more valuable by clarifying the specific actions with owners and completion dates. A good question to ask is, who needs to do what by when? That's very simple. It drives several things. Who, make sure you have an owner for the action. Do what, what is the action? And then by when is the deadline for the action? So who needs to do what by when, when you're the meeting note taker? is a question that you're authorized to ask. You want to write down in the notes, and what I find often is there may be an action, but we haven't yet defined an owner. So when you ask, hey, who's the owner of this action? That prompts good conversation, meaningful conversation that contributes to success of the organization and of your team. So you've got an owner. Then the next question, usually you can come up with an owner. You've got an action. Hey, we need to do this. You've got an owner. This is the person who needs to do it. The hard part is the commitment to when will you have it done? Ramit, thank you for taking that action. When do you think you can get that done by? That also prompts good conversation and it ensures that that action that we said is important in this meeting actually gets done. So remember that question, who needs to do what by when, when you exercise that power to drive action as the meeting note taker. And the final power as a meeting note taker is a little bit unique. I call it the power to not be perfect. As you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist. I tend to struggle when I know I might be put in a position where I won't be successful, where I won't be perfect. I'm really working on that. I'm getting better. But that applies to this situation because some people, they hesitate to be the note taker because they're afraid they'll mess up. It's reasonable. And I completely understand, given what I just said about being a recovering perfectionist. The truth is, though, when you volunteer to be the note taker when no one else will, your notes are the best in existence. You're going to get the grand prize trophy for best notes of the meeting without a contest. 
everyone knows the value of meeting notes when you ask them, but hardly anyone wants to create them. So you'll rarely be criticized as the note taker in the meeting. If you are criticized when you're taking notes during a meeting, here's a simple question that you can ask. Simple tip works every time. You can say this, very politely, of course. I know I'm not the best at taking notes. Would someone else like to take a turn? That question will typically earn you the support of even your worst critics. No one wants the job. They should, given these powers that you have as the note taker, but most don't. So that's the power, the hidden power, the secret power almost, that most people don't realize you have as the note taker. The power to influence, the power to lead in any meeting that you walk into, you can lead without being the formal meeting leader. You can take a bad meeting and turn it to exceptional. But I don't want to mislead you. There's more I have to say. You're going to have to do some work that others won't have to do after the meeting. You're going to have to clean up the notes. You're going to have to distribute them. And for me, that isn't a small task if you take it seriously. But I found that post-meeting work actually benefits me. Let me tell you what I mean. I learn more about the topics of the meeting as I finalize my notes. Because in the process, I process them in my mind more thoroughly than when I just listen in a meeting and then think I understand something. I understand it at a much deeper level. Or what often happens to me is I realize I need to study something even more because something isn't clear to me. That doesn't happen when I'm just sitting in a meeting. But that note-taking activity, that actually causes me to grow. It causes me to develop even after the meeting's over. And then another benefit, I often reach out to the different team members to make sure that I got a note recorded accurately. That builds these relationships that I have with team members, or maybe if there's someone I don't know, it allows me to reach out to them and get to know them and learn what they know. That's an added benefit that people don't realize, that you're actually doing the work that benefits you, it benefits the project or the team, by taking the notes after the meeting. I also find at times, when I'm doing the meeting notes, there's something I missed. So I'll go back and say, note from after the meeting, Sally and I talked and added this action item or clarified this point that adds even more value that only the note taker does. So here's my question for you. With all these benefits of being the scribe or the note taker in a meeting, what are you waiting for? Try volunteering. Here's what I would suggest. Take some meeting that's on your calendar you know you're going to attend that isn't very effective. It's one of those bad meetings. And just reach out to the leader of the meeting and volunteer. Say, hey, I would like to take notes. I notice no one's doing that. Would you mind if I was the note taker for this meeting? And you don't have to do it on your computer. You can take notes on a piece of paper. All these techniques can be applied, whether you're using OneNote. I love to use Microsoft OneNote to take those notes so it's easy to hit that email button and send those out immediately to all the participants. But if you don't have that available or you're not comfortable with that, just take notes in your notebook. And then you could even, simple enough, take a picture of your notes and send it out to the meeting participants. Again, if no one's taking notes, anything is better than nothing. And the process, the power that you have as the meeting note taker, you can exercise all seven of those powers, whether you're using a pen and paper 
or whether you're using some kind of sophisticated system, you still have the opportunity to make bad meetings exceptional in the role of the meeting note taker. So that's it for today's episode of Connect, Mobilize, Deliver. Again, we're talking about meetings. As I've explained, meetings are a passion for me. I'm kind of becoming known as a meeting guy or a meeting nerd, maybe, or meeting geek. All those terms apply. But I do believe that people's lives will be changed through the meetings that we have. And we can have bad meetings and people's lives are impacted negatively, or we can have exceptional meetings and people's lives are changed for good. Change your meetings, change your business, change people's lives is something that I've said a few times, and I'm starting to get a ring to that, that that really we can change people's lives by changing our meetings. If you agree, if you want to learn more about how to have exceptional meetings, I'm writing about that daily on LinkedIn. You can find me easy enough on LinkedIn. Of course, I'll put the notes in the show notes. Greg Herod on LinkedIn, easy to find. It's G-R-E-G-H-A-R-R-O-D. Just search for Greg Herod. You'll see me there. You'll see the tagline with helping business leaders create exceptional meetings. That's what I'm trying to do with my post on LinkedIn. I would love to have you follow me. I'm putting out daily content much like this that'll help you learn about leading exceptional meetings. Of course, you can also see this, you can listen to this episode. You can see these show notes on my website, gregherrod.com slash blog is where you can find those. There's a lot of information there, a lot of meeting on a lot of content around meetings, but also on many other topics like leadership, connecting people, mobilizing them for action and delivering results. That happens so often in the meetings that we lead or the meetings that we attend. And if we attend as the meeting note taker, those meetings will be exceptional. Thanks so much for listening this week. Join me here next week, same time, same place. Until then, let's lead with kindness and confidence. Thanks for listening to the Connect, Mobilize, Deliver podcast at gregherrod.com or on your favorite podcast app. I'm your host, Greg Herod, and I'm glad you're here. I hope you're enjoying the show and you're getting practical tips and strategies to help you boost your career. If you are, I would love to make sure we stay connected. And the best way to do that is through my weekly emails. Just go to gregherrod.com and sign up using the big button in the upper right-hand corner of the page. And once you do that, please check your inbox or maybe your spam folder for a confirmation email. With one click in that confirmation email, you'll have instant access to email me directly. That's an important step in the process because if you don't confirm you want my emails, I won't send you any. The last thing I want to be doing is sending spam. But once you click the button to confirm, we are directly connected. I read every email and I'll do my best to respond soon. You can send me your thoughts on what you want to hear on the podcast. Tell me how I can make it even more beneficial for you and other listeners. I absolutely want to hear what you have to say. So go to gregherrod.com, click the Get My Weekly Emails button so we can stay connected. Thanks so much. That's it for this week's episode. I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Until then, let's both keep leading with kindness and confidence.